Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Bitcoin Basics podcast with your host, Gordon. That's me. And as usual, I have Faris with me as well, my co-host. And this is a special little mini-series, How to Buy Bitcoin. So I guess, Faris, the uh, obvious question is, how do you buy Bitcoin? So the first thing we want to um, reiterate here is you don't need to buy an entire Bitcoin. This is still something we're coming across is people think, I can't afford Bitcoin anymore. If it's at $10,000 or $50,000, people think they have to buy an entire Bitcoin. You don't. You can buy as little as $20 worth. So point number one, you do not have to buy an entire Bitcoin. It has become easier and easier to buy Bitcoin. Um, the easiest way is to do so from an exchange. You can do this on a by just going to a um, website or an app on your phone now. Um, so that's the easiest way, an exchange. Um, there's two different types. There's KYC and non-KYC exchanges. And at this stage, Gordon probably asked me, what, what's the difference? What is KYC? That's a fantastic question. So KYC just stands for know your customer. And if you open up a bank account anywhere in the world, um, they do have to comply with know your customer and anti-money laundering uh, rules. So it just basically means they need to see ID, verify who you are to open a bank account and move money around just for safety issues. So Bitcoin exchanges are operating very much the same way these days. A lot of them, you do have to provide ID. You do have to provide proof of residence and proof of address to buy um, buy Bitcoin from an exchange. Um, examples of such exchanges would be Binance, Bitstamp, Coinbase. There are non-KYC exchanges. These are more private where you can buy Bitcoin and you do not have to provide proof of who you are. Now, the difference is the latter is private. If you don't want, for whatever reason, your Bitcoin purchase being traced back to you, they are more difficult for first-time users to know what they're doing. So it's a trade-off of privacy versus convenience. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Excellent. So... We could probably say that exchanges are super convenient. You sign up, you provide your passport information, identity, whatnot, KYC, super convenient. You buy Bitcoin and that's it. But you are actually giving, you know, a lot of your identity and privacy to, to the exchange and who knows what government jurisdiction or who they're sharing with. And non-KYC exchanges, as Faris mentioned, things like local Bitcoins, uh, HODL, HODL, BISC, and others uh, actually enable this sort of person-to-person trading. So they're kind of like a marketplace where instead of going through a third party, like a Binance or a Coinbase, you're actually just meeting people, buyers and sellers on a site. And uh, in the end, the bank transfers to buy and sell Bitcoin are just between two people. So there are little privacy concerns, even though you are actually exposing your information to that particular buyer or seller. So I guess uh, the ultimate question is, okay, so we could buy Bitcoin from an exchange. We could buy it from a non-KYC exchange or software. Are there any other ways or better ways perhaps to buy Bitcoin? There is another way, and this is one that we um, recommend, and that's dollar cost averaging. 
Uh, reason we recommend that. So dollar cost averaging is basically meaning think of this as a savings account where you're putting away a hundred bucks a week, a thousand dollars a week, however much you can afford as a savings account. So, you know, you choose a percentage of your income, say you want to put 5% in the Bitcoin, whatever 5% of your disposable income is you put into Bitcoin that's automatically taken out every week. So there are services um, that provide dollar cost averaging and the handy thing about this is, so we've had, for example, people that say, okay, I want to buy Bitcoin. They'll learn about it. They'll go, okay, I need to join an exchange. And it can take anywhere from one week to two weeks um, to get your exchange, your, your account registered on an exchange. By that stage, Bitcoin could have gone up 10, 20%. And then people go, oh, I'll wait for it to come back down. And they keep waiting. And then they get a bit frustrated that they missed the price. So rather than say, okay, I want to put large amounts of money into Bitcoin at said price, if you're just putting in a small amount every week, it just removes that stress. And it is just a handy way to know, okay, I'm getting into Bitcoin. So for anyone who has a salary, which is perhaps most people working, that's definitely the best way to buy Bitcoin. You uh, eliminate that stress as far as said. So there's really uh, no one-size-fits-all, as most of these things. Um, convenience, privacy, or, uh, you know, sort of a trade-off between those two. So Faris and I definitely recommend DCA, dollar cost averaging. This uh, series is actually resource-intensive, so I'll link all the resources to all the links that we've mentioned. We have actually interviewed Swan Bitcoin, Amber, and CoinFloor. Uh, they are three separate DCA companies, so you might want to check out those episodes. And last but not least, please subscribe. BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com. You'll find links to all our podcast, YouTube, and other platforms there, as well as uh, all the resources of exchanges and eBooks and all other kinds of stuff. So thanks again. That was a very, very quick overview, but we wanted to keep this short and sweet. Faris, I think this is our shortest episode ever. Any other <laughs> final uh, thoughts for our listeners? Oh, just one thing I thought of. So DCA dollar cost averaging, you may also hear the term stacking sats. So Bitcoin um, is what the vernacular you'd be familiar with. Satoshis is something else that we hear. So think if Bitcoin's a dollar, Satoshis are the cents. And Bitcoin has eight decimal points. So when you hear stacking sats, it means you're buying Satoshis, you're buying, you know, the 20, 50, $100 worth of Bitcoins and you're stacking those up. So stacking sets is another way of saying dollar cost averaging, which means you're just buying small amounts of Bitcoins on a weekly, monthly, fortnightly basis. Thanks, Faris. That's an excellent point that we both forgot because a lot of people go onto the exchange and they say that they can't afford a whole Bitcoin. So you can buy, as, as Faris said, a very small amount. And with dollar cost averaging, you can buy as little as $5 per week or per month. So start stacking. Stacking. Thanks, Faris. We'll see you in the next one. Cool. Good. I like that. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.